Hey everyone, welcome back to the Holderman Style Podcast. I am Joe Holderman. And I'm Jess Holderman. And today we have a uh, kind of special podcast. A very special announcement. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, we didn't do a live video this week because we were just crazy tired. busy this week and tired because daylight savings is stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who here is not tired after right. daylight savings? Like We were talking about that at, at work today about how every single person is just exhausted why, this week. Like, why do, why, why do they do this to us? But anyways. Yeah. And then every year they talk about getting rid of it and then they don't. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is because Miss Jessica Holderman Miss. is now officially Mrs. <laughs> I was like, um. You weren't going to let me get away with that. No. Mrs. <laughs> Jessica Holderman is now officially a private practicing IBCLC which is an international board certified lactation consultant. Yes. Licensed in the state of Georgia. Licensed internationally <laughs> and in the state of Georgia. Yes. Yes. Well, um, internationally business certified. Yeah, that's true. License, business license. Yeah, anyways, lots of acronyms. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, this podcast, instead of being kind of how we've been doing it, this is going to be really about getting her uh, business and n- not business, getting. Talking about what what she's going to be I doing, do. <laughs> I'm going to be interviewing her. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, talking today. What's wrong with you? Yep, broken. We got to do this for 45 minutes. All right. So, with out further ado, did you want to do a quick introduction and then I will go into the questions? Sure, we can do that. So it's not a quick introduction. It's actually a little bit long. <laughs> That's fine. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for the. Permission there. Yeah, I know. I'm here for you. <laughs> All right. So really long story. When I was 18, we got married and we had EB super early. And obviously Joe was in the army. So uh, he was deployed for part of my pregnancy. And then he went to training immediately after I had EB, which was via C-section. And it was very difficult. And breastfeeding was very difficult for me. I didn't have a lot of support or education. So I was like, what the heck, this sucks. And then he came back from deployment and we moved to the States. We're in Georgia now. Uh, And obviously I got pregnant again uh, three years later and I had a VBAC. So that's a vaginal birth after cesarean. And if you're familiar with the I don't know, maternal mortality rate in the United States and the state of our health care and all of this other stuff, you know that having a VBAC is something that's kind of difficult to come by. But for me, I just got really super extra lucky and it was super easy. Not because the actual birth itself was easy, but I had not really any resistance from anyone along the way. Medically. Right. I, well, I, I just I feel like it's important to clarify that is, you know, a lot of the resistance comes from the medical side, yeah. like an OB. Right. Okay. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot of resistance, and I had a really, you know, just kind of wing it birth plan. <laughs> and uh, my best friend at the time, she tried to have a VBAC, and it did not happen for her. So, of course, I was really super motivated to do it. So I had Lily. And I was able to do my VBAC. And then shortly thereafter, another friend said, hey, you're really like into this whole birth thing. Um, Why don't you become a doula? 
And I was like, what's a doula? I didn't even have a clue what a doula was at that point. This was seven years ago. And I started looking into it and I was like, well, this is really cool. So basically what a doula is, is we are a birth coach for lack of better terms. I don't like to use the word coach because we're not coaching the moms, but uh, we're kind of there for emotional, physical support during uh, birth and delivery and, um, or labor and delivery, sorry. And we help to kind of educate uh, families, uh, provide, you know, definitions of some terms. We call it translating sometimes because so often a doctor will come in and spew all this information at you and you're like, what did this doctor just say? It's not even English. Um, so, you know, through a lot of studying and certifying uh, through Childbirth International, I became a doula. And I started really getting into the whole birth community and that whole world, like it's a world unto its own, and really became, you know, women's uh, activist to a degree. And so part of doing all that, I was involved in um, the improving birth rallies that we had down at the Forsyth Park here in Savannah, um, where... You know, we marched around with our posters and said, you know, women deserve to have the birth that they want, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I got into really heavily into postpartum and I was motivated to get into postpartum because of my experience as a military spouse. And one day it just kind of dawned on me like, hello, I live in a military community. There are hundreds, maybe even thousands of women in this area alone that are going through this, you know, pregnancy, birth, postpartum alone. Their family isn't here. Sometimes they're in another country, another side of the world entirely. Um, and, it can be really difficult, especially if you're brand new, you get here in the middle of your pregnancy, you don't even have friends yet. So I wanted to really cater to military women. So I did a lot of postpartum and I attended a few births. Uh, and then one day somebody told me that I should get into lactation and they were like, you should be an IBCLC. And I was like, well, that sounds really hard. <laughs> so I decided to get back in school, uh, for those of you that may know or have listened to the other podcasts, I did uh, my associate's degrees in business administration, and my bachelor's degree was in uh, maternal and child health with a concentration in human lactation, and I also became a certified lactation counselor, an advanced lactation consultant. I ended up getting a job at WIC, which is Women, Infants, and Children, and I was a breastfeeding peer counselor there for a very long time and I got my hours and front to back it took me about four years to get everything to sit for my IBCLC exam finally sit for the exam and then wait like 12 weeks uh for the results which I did pass so that brings us to now where uh we were actually or we I was invited uh by a local chiropractor Dr. Caleb Scroggin at Restoration Chiropractic, and he um, had this really great idea to have a lactation consultant in uh, in his suite so that, you know, his chiropractic clients could have easier, quicker access to me, and I wouldn't have to be referring people out to him. 
so like a one-stop shop for breastfeeding mommies. So I was like, of course, like I'm totally down for that. And, you know, at this point I've been a doula, uh, working primarily from my house. Um, well, not primarily entirely from my house, uh, for six going on seven years. I'm trying to think the timeline, but it's been a minute. So I finally got my office stuff and I have everything set up. So here I am. Here you are. Here I am. All right. That was a, a long, short story. That <laughs> was. It wasn't that long. It was good. Thanks. Gave me a chance to go over some of my questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, a little nervous. Don't be. <laughs> All right. First question. We'll start it off easy. Okay. Uh, what is the name of your business and what services does your business provide? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> So I started out self-branding and I was Jessica Holderman doula. Uh, and then one day I decided that I want to incorporate everything. So I hired a, um, I don't even know, graphic designer. Graphic designer. Yeah. And she helped me come up with a really cute name. It's called Nested. And I am an LLC. So it's Nested LLC. Um, and due to the fact that there is another Nested uh company out there in the world I you know am doing business as nested savannah so my website is nested savannah.com where you will find my services which are lactation support so I do support breastfeeding moms uh, before so prenatally um, in the hospital if necessary and home and office and I'm trying to get the virtual lactation visits all set up I do offer classes also um, as well as a breastfeeding support group. So that's lactation support. Um, birth support, I do. Uh, I attend births. I will help a mom come up with her birth plan. Uh, I have the option of just doing the birth plan with me, and then, you know, you don't have to hire me as a doula, but now you have a good, solid birth plan, and you kind of have a little bit, you know, know what to expect when you get in that uh, delivery room. I do attend births in the hospital at home, uh, with a midwife and at the birth center here in Savannah. So lots of options. Uh, and also Fort Stewart, which is the military hospital. Yeah. There's not a whole yeah. lot of... I think you've you've done all of those. Yeah. Too, haven't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, the third thing, of course, is the postpartum doula, uh, which is kind of slash nannying a little bit. Um, I have nannied for two families, um, for an extended period of time and did probably close to 50, uh, postpartum visits with various families. Uh, and in those postpartum visits, I do kind of everything, um, laundry dishes, just stuff that, you know, it's difficult for a mom to do postpartum and also things that will help her mind be relaxed so that she can enjoy her baby and enjoy postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you do, you provide a lot of services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why, you know, I needed a name that right. kind of accompany, uh, accompanied, um, encompassed. encompassed, good grief. See, my brain's not even working today. That's it encompassed right. everything. So nested, um, actually my logo is, uh, Russian, Russian nesting dolls. And uh, it kind of goes off of the idea that the mom is covering the baby and the doula is covering the mom. Yep. Um, or dad. I don't really discriminate. 
Yeah, family's a family. Yep. Um, so, yeah. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. What are the goals that you hope to achieve with your new business? Oh, gosh. That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, ultimately, my goals are, you know, to uh, bring awareness to the coastal Georgia area um, about things like maternal and infant mortality and breastfeeding rates and the importance of you know, being healthy and growing, you know, growing your family in a way that is good both for you, beneficial, um, and beneficial for society, uh, because the United States has a big problem with things like, um, heart disease and obesity and diabetes. And all of that kind of stems from how your childhood is. So, the way I see it is it's not necessarily people being lazy and it's not necessarily people um, having kids that they can't have per se. It's just that people just don't know and you don't know something you don't know and <laughs> it's not your fault. It is your fault a little bit if you know that there are resources, but some people don't even know that there's resources. So I need to get out there and um, you know bring people together and help each other kind of lift each other up because you know what what is our country without our children yeah god bless america (laughs) all right next question uh what would you tell someone that didn't understand the difference between breastfeeding and formula feeding that didn't understand the difference what do you mean by like as far as nutritional like oh okay i see what you're saying so my thing is, you know, formula has its place for sure. Uh, it's very beneficial to a lot of families and uh, it can, you know, in some cases even be life-saving. Um, but what I often talk with my moms about, if they're just trying to make the decision, uh, first of all, formula has all the nutrition that your baby needs and breast milk also has that nutrition. Um, but first of all, breast milk is easier for the baby to digest. Uh, so, there's no, you know, extra added preservatives. Uh, I had a coworker one time that explained it like this. Uh, formula is made out of cow's milk. And would you go to the store right now and, you know, buy a gallon of milk and then set it on the counter for three days and then come back and drink it after three days? And, you know, 100% of the time the answer is no, we would not drink that. So you have to think about what they have to put in that formula to make it shelf stable. And... You know, I'm I'm not like a conspiracy theorist, you know, as far as what's in the formula. It it just makes sense. It has to be shelf stable. It can't go bad. And there's been recalls on it. But it makes sense that those extra additives are going to be a little more difficult for the baby to digest. And that inevitably is going to cause the baby to, you know, sleep for longer. But they're not sleeping longer because they're full. They're sleeping longer because their body is overworking. Um, so formula, you know, it's got that extra added stuff. So you have to re-educate yourself, um, if you're going to be formula feeding on ways to counteract some of the, the bad parts of formula. Um, and then as far as breast milk goes, uh, there, you know, breast milk is really cool in that, you know, baby goes out into the wild after they're born and they're, you know, they're passed around from one relative to another. Sometimes they're off in daycare after two weeks and they're being exposed to all of these crazy germs and um, all this stuff going around. And 
those germs and things are going to come back with baby to your house, you know, whether or not you're breastfeeding. But if you're breastfeeding, your breasts are actually going to take in those bacteria, those germs in the environment, and it's going to change your breast milk. And your breast milk the next day is going to fight off the germs that the baby was exposed to the day before. So that baby has a much lower chance of getting sick. And if they do get sick, they're already making antibodies uh, to fight that stuff. So they're going to be sick less. And, you know, the benefit of that is you're going to miss less work. Kids are going to miss less school because they're not as sick. Yeah. Is that what you were looking for? (laughs) That was a pretty good answer. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Uh, kind of a follow-up then. Um, mm-hmm. You, you kind of touched on it a little bit about the formula. So for, for I, I, I realize you're, you're lactation, but if you have a mom that is formula feeding mm-hmm. or, you know, that's the option, like you kind of touched on the shelf stability of the formula, but what, talk about like how the, the properly prepare that formula right. because I think I that's a lot going. of people may not understand Right. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you know, what Joe is saying, I, I, I am a lactation specialist and I do specialize and I'm passionate about breastfeeding. But like I said, I understand formula can be necessary. Uh, but what we have is a, a big problem where formula is being mixed with water that isn't clean or sterile. Uh, people don't realize that powdered formula is not sterile. Unless you're buying pre-made, ready-to-feed formula, that powder needs to be sterilized. Uh, So it needs to be put into boiling water. Um, And, of course, then you have to cool it down and everything. And and if you go on, um, I don't know if it's the World Health Organization or USDA, somebody's got a video out there of the proper way to uh, make formula. And it's like this big process, like this lady's putting on gloves and... Um, sterilizing the whole kitchen. Like, it is just, it's crazy. And it's a little unrealistic for the everyday well, parent. I mean, but if you, if you think about it, like, if you go into the formula mm-hmm. and you get a scoop of formula, like, are you going to wash your hands before you go in that formula? Right. Probably not. You I should. mean, you should, but, yeah. you know, most likely not. And then if you're, especially if you're not washing your hands and then you're putting that right. formula into, you know, cold and water, room temp water. the thing with formula, especially, it isn't necessarily the bottle that you're currently making. It's, you know, like you said, you're going to put your scoop in there and that hand bacteria is going to get into the formula. And formula has a lot of sugar in it. And it's sugar that, you know, helps the body grow, but it also is going to feed bad bacteria. And that right there is the biggest difference between breast milk and formula is that bacteria in, uh, or the sugar in breast milk is good for the good bacteria, whereas the sugar in formula actually feeds the bad bacteria. So that formula then in the can is going to start growing bacteria. And then, you know, if you are still using boiling water, um, you know, you may get rid of some of that bacteria, but then if you're using, like you said, room temperature water, I see the nursery water from Walmart just sitting out on the counter, um, all the time. If you're just using that, then you're promoting the growth of that bacteria. And, um, it's, it it can be scary. I mean, we see a lot of illnesses, uh, especially in the lower, especially in the lower income populations, um, they just they just don't know and they just don't have the time necessarily you know um sometimes they're going back to work i mentioned going to daycare at 2 weeks and i'm sure some people were like oh 2 weeks who's sending their baby to <clears throat> excuse me sending their baby to daycare at 2 weeks well 
some people have to. That's just part of life. And, you know, you don't have time to necessarily follow up with all these things. And we should. We should make time for that. So what that's really leading me into is uh, they make these machines like the little baby Keurig machines <laughs> where you put the formula in and it properly sterilizes the water and it just, boop, shoots out like clean formula essentially um so that machine actually got mocked a lot when it first came out like oh people are so lazy they can't even mix their own formula well actually it's probably preventing a lot of bacteria from spreading uh so i really i really like the idea of the baby keurig thing <laughs> so it's probably expensive though. it's probably expensive that's true um but you know formula if uh, insurance companies are covering things like breast pumps which can be four or five hundred dollars um, that's true yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guess it would. Be, you could probably consider that a medical expense too. I, th- I, I would think so. Yeah, and you would think that you know the health of our babies is a priority. It should be. And also, I just want to say, you know, I am at the end of the day a lactation consultant, so I'm not by any means promoting formula as a first answer. Um, I think really every mom that can should give breastfeeding a good shot and. I'm going to go through all of the options with every family to help them reach their breastfeeding goals. Uh, you know, if that means we have to find some donor milk. Uh, I know our NICU uses formula or uh, uses donor milk. And then the next step after that is uh, breast milk fortifier. And then you're going to look at um, different formula options after that. But that's after we've exhausted all options to at least try to give breastfeeding a good shot because it is really important. Said it. Yes. All right. Tell me your favorite experience that you've had working in any of the three services you provide. Oh, well, that would have to be the time I caught a baby. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't go into super a lot of detail about it because, you know, HIPAA. Um, <laughs> right, I understand. I mean, you can't give details, but you can talk about it. Right, yeah. So as a doula, it's my job um, to be there to emotionally and physically support the mom. And sometimes that does mean that it's a home birth. And in the instance of this mom, it was a home birth that was uh, super fast. <laughs> And it was very, very early in the morning. Um, and actually, one of my friends was also there. And I had apparently missed the initial call or text or whatever. And my friend was calling me, oh, my gosh, are you coming? Like, hurry up. <laughs> and I get there. And um, as a birth doula, what I do when I arrive at a birth is I quietly come in. I don't you know, hugely announce my presence. Um, labor is a very sensitive thing. I don't want to bring a mom out of her zone. Uh, so I come in, I set my things down, I listen. Um, I listen to what the mom is uh, saying with her body. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the more births you attend, the more you can hear where mom is. And I walked into the room and I was like, oh no. <laughs> And I'm like, where's the midwife? Midwife hasn't, you know, gotten there yet. And and she probably didn't, like, anticipate it because everybody was so calm. Like, oh, yeah, she's in labor. Um, but I walked in the room and I heard her and I was like, oh, this baby's coming out, like, now. <laughs> 
So all of a sudden, like, I snapped into this crazy mode and I was, like, ordering things around, like, we need towels and fill up the tub and do this and do that. And, um, you know, I did, I did end up having to catch that baby. Mom obviously did all of the work, uh, but I was there to do the catching and that was really special. Um, I'm going to cry about it. (laughs) Mom and baby are good. And they're doing totally fine. And the, the midwife walked in like minutes later. Um, so, you know, somebody with the actual medical background versus the, (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. But I will say that I got in, I was driving your truck that night for whatever reason. I got in the truck and I sat down and I just sobbed because I was like, that was such an experience, (laughs) but it was Mm -hmm. so cool. And we're very good friends still, so I know she's not going to mind me telling the story. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Uh-huh. How can people get in contact with slash follow you? Oh, that's good. So I have tons of social media accounts because, um, you know, I feel like some people will use Facebook and some people use Instagram and even still others use Twitter. Um, I don't use Twitter all that often just cause I'm really bad at it, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Uh, my Instagram is at nested Savannah and I, you know, just started that one. So it's pretty new still. Uh, I posted a couple of pictures. Uh, I have one of my specials up there. Um, what else do we have? Some of our classes and things are, are posted up on my Instagram. And then my Facebook page is a big uh, way for me to communicate with my audience. Uh, there's a lot of feedback, uh, comments and questions and stuff like that from the Facebook page. And then, of course, you can go to nestedsavannah.com um, where you can find appointment scheduling and... Um, Gosh, I can't even think right now. Everything. Services. Services. Yeah, description of things, uh, ways to contact me, ways to pay me. Um, I do take Square, so any credit cards. And I'm also working on getting a network with some insurance companies to make it easier for families to come in. And insurance companies will cover generally, you know, lactation services, uh, but not so much the doula stuff. But there are changes being made in several other states, so I remain hopeful that eventually doulas will be available to a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that's everything. Yeah, that's about everything. Um, this one's a little shorter uh, because it's. I wanted to make sure we got this information out there because you're getting out there on your own and people need to know about it. So. Yeah, and today is my... First official day full time at this, so that's the cool thing is I can do, um, do all of this full time. So I'm always available. Uh, that's I guess that's another thing I could add on. Um, people, you know, people get worried sometimes that I that they're gonna bother me by calling me at two o'clock in the morning, or that you know their questions are silly, or they don't want to bother me on the weekend because of family time. But um, I'm very passionate about it, and if I have downtime, I'm going to answer your call. And if I am awake, I'm going to text you back. And if not, then I'll get you in the morning, and, you know, don't ever worry about bothering me because— And I'm used to it, it, so don't worry about me (laughs) And he's he's used to it. It's been going on for years. And you're like, oh, this isn't going away, okay. (laughs) No, I I like that you do this. It's cool. I think it's cool. Like, we've talked about it before. Like, for me, like— technical things like Mm -hmm. airplanes 
computers, electronics, <laughs> like that's like I can talk about that and learn that and figure that out. You get into biology and I'm just like, <laughs> nothing. The airplane flies right over your head. Right over the head. <laughs> Got nothing. So I can completely respect your ability to learn and retain this information because I don't <laughs> at all. All right. So I yeah. think that's going to be it. Uh, you want to plug your things one more time before? Yeah, it's at Nested Savannah on Instagram. You can follow me there uh, for my updates on my class. If you want to see my personal stuff, it's at JSH919. Uh, don't forget Holderman Style. You can find our hashtag, hashtag Holderman Style on Instagram also. Uh, we also yep. have the Facebook page, which is... At Holderman Style. At Holderman Style. And Twitter, also at Holderman Style. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we did not do a podcast primer live video this week, but we will be... it was a surprise. Yeah, we will be... Uh, <laughs> we will be posting more live videos. We we did a video going through our bees and... Yeah, yeah. That so was we'll, fun. we'll be doing more live videos. So yeah, be on the lookout for, the feedback for that. feedback on that one too. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. So that it will be it for this one. Um, we hope to talk to you and see all of you later. Bye. Yep. yep.